0: quickly before today's episode starts guys we have a sponsor for today's episode if you want to sponsor episode of the botsock contact me at the botsock on twitter to discuss more about it however the sponsor is North Corp. northcorp is canada's premier crypto destination for resellers the northcorp provides sellers with essential tools as such as monitors early links release information bot setups, and guides to elevate your reselling gear within their group they provide all members with exclusive bots partnership and group buys that cannot be found within any other group on top of that the northcorp has exclusive features such as their own coded nike monitors as well as a supreme bot best buy bot spoof browser and a gmail activity generator for all your botting needs. the North Cop is deemed the great reselling network by many individuals in the canadian sneakers It's only fitting for you guys to go check them out and experience it for yourself i will leave all their socials down below i highly highly recommend it hey what's going on guys welcome back to a brand new episode of the bot talk in today's episode for episode 32 we have a very very interesting one i'm very excited for this it's going to be good we have a lot of topics to bring up there's a very juicy Topic within this episode that I do want to mention as well. I secure from Ignite on today's episode. Let's restrain it with the first question we ask all our guests on the show. How did you discover reselling?
1: Yeah, so thanks for having me on the show, first of all. And to answer your first question, um I discovered reselling in high school when a buddy of mine was telling me about the new belugas that were coming out. And he showed me an app called Adidas Confirmed. And- Pretty much I tried to cop those and I ended up hitting a nine and a half. And that's pretty much where I started reselling.
0: Yeah, that is pretty common within a lot of people that do come on the show. They get recommended from friends. They go ahead and get a couple of shoes with their sizes. They see the aftermarket and that kind of starts the origin story. However, how did you make the transition to botting?
1: So around the same time, so it would be around 2016, I saw an ad on um on some website for better Nike bot and at the time I didn't really know anything about botting so I looked I did some research and I ended up buying it um I had no clue how to use the bot so I pretty much quit you know a couple couple months after and didn't really go back to it
0: yeah, definitely. In the early days of 2016, BNB and companies along that nature were definitely using advertisements. I feel like not a lot of bots these days do use it. They don't see a need for it because the demand's so high and the market's grown exponentially. Well, back then, those ads were definitely dominant within the community. One thing I didn't want to ask, what were some of the contributing factors as to why you wanted to continue reselling and bot?
1: So, the community aspect is definitely what interested me in reselling and botting um personally money isn't a huge motivator um because money comes and goes but the community is what really made me stay and continue botting and reselling
0: yeah definitely within all the communities that aren't where like i've been through a bunch of them obviously as a kid i went through the gaming community then i joined the botting community this community is one of the most close-knit, like everyone kind of knows each other, everyone's aware of each other. And one thing I do like about this community that uh, we're going to probably touch upon in this episode is that everyone's motivated towards creating financial income for themselves. They're all motivated to becoming rich, well, depending on your definition of rich. However, they're all motivated towards making money and making their lives better, which I find as a very, very nice thing. However, when you first got into reselling and buying, what were some of the first releases you had a great success on? The
1: first release I remember having a lot of success on was the semi-frozen yellow zebras. Um, At the time, Shopify bypasses were really popular for manual users, and I was able to cop five pairs from that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like Xbox at the time of releases do contribute a lot towards certain releases, especially with those releases back then. There was a lot of Xbox to take advantage of, and that obviously led to great success with these shoes. Now, I want to segue into the company you've came here to represent, which is Ignite. It has piqued my interest, and I feel like it's piqued a lot of the viewers' interest and people in the community. However, let's go back right to the beginning. What was the inspiration behind the name Ignite?
1: So Ignite first started out as an idea not so much a bot, it was more of just a project that aimed towards redefining the standards of the sneaker community and introducing um, a different perspective to the community. And to me, the symbol fire really represented um, what I was trying to do here. And so I sat down with a designer and we made a couple sketches and came up with a couple ideas on what we want this brand to look like. And that's where we came up with the Ignite logo with, um, as you can tell, it looks like fire and in the middle, it's the letter I. And after seeing that logo, it pretty much solidified uh, what we wanted to name the company.
0: That is quite interesting. There is a lot of origin stories within company names that are very nice to pick apart and go into. As you said, you started on a designer, you went through loads of mock-ups. I did a similar thing to the Bot Talk. I had loads of people that created these companies, these big companies we know in the community, did a similar thing with designers. They tried to create a good origin story. However, one thing you did say in your answer there, your original intention was to create a new standard within the botting community. You weren't focused on creating a bot. So how did you go from that point to starting a bot company?
1: So after our original idea of just redefining the standards of the community, um, I sat down and did more thinking about how we're going to do this. And I was analyzing um, the bots that were in the industry at the time. And I thought that with our vision as Ignite, um, we're constantly innovating and providing a new perspective, um, which introduces new solutions um that will enhance user experience and customer satisfaction and that's the that's the main reason why i wanted to start the company
0: yes i sense you you're throwing your heart in the ring you are trying to create your own spin of it your own type of innovation towards botting and i applaud that. i feel like there's lots of bots in the scene right now that kind of copy each other That is to say that this market is quite saturated. There isn't a lot of variation that is there. However, with Ignite, a lot of people, including myself, can see a different approach there. We can see that it's different. And some people would argue it is better, even though it's in the beta phase right now, which we will touch upon in the episode. However, how were the early days like with Ignite? Obviously, you have to find the right employees, the right developers, and essentially solidify your company.
1: Yeah, so back in November, where we first started the company, Um, it was super difficult finding the right team that shared the same vision as I did. Going into this project, I had a very set vision. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and accomplish with this company. And I pretty much had to find like-minded individuals that shared this commonality. Developers in the community were hard to find at the time as most of the talented ones were committed to a bot already or they owned their own bot. So I had to resort into looking outside the community, which I happened to come across a very experienced developer who worked with anti-bot and game hacks for um, multiple online games. And he pretty much had the experience with automation and human interactions and all that. So he was the start of our company, the first developer, and he brought in a couple of his friends. So the original team was three developers, and they were all outside of the community. And the early days were really good. We had a lot of success with Ignite. We came into the scene with a lot of success, but what the public didn't really see was the hardships that we faced behind the scenes. Um, At the time, the developers were getting paid a generous amount of money per month, and they were told to update the bot continued to build on it and also maximize the success of the bot and after seeing the early success um from a couple releases they demanded for a higher pay which i didn't mind at all i was actually planning on giving them a pay raise anyways but the problem was we, we we couldn't find a common ground on what to agree on for their pay raise i was planning on giving them bonuses and giving them a raised monthly payment. However, they had a different intention. I was asked to give away more than two-thirds of Ignite, something that I've built from scratch, um, something I've put 10-plus hours a day on for several months, and it felt like I was being pushed away from my own company. And that left a lot of doubt in my mind on the future of Ignite. I didn't want to be a puppet owner, like I'm the CEO of Ignite. I didn't want to be controlled by the developers and eventually be pushed out of my own company. So while we were trying to come to a common ground, I was searching for other developers at the time. Um, the three original developers were all Golang developers, which is not very common in the the sneaker development community um it's pretty hard to find GoLang developers that are uh experienced enough and also let alone have experience with automation and creating a bot out of it so we decided i made the decision to change the bot into node.js which is a much more common language that's used in the sneaker development community it would make it a lot easier to find replacements and it would just for the long run of the company, it would be much much better. So while we were transitioning into node.js JS, um, I continued to try talking to the original developers, and they were pretty much set in stone with wanting to, more than two thirds of the company, and they wouldn't settle for anything less, um, claiming that they were the reason of Ignite's success and. I don't really play a big role in it pretty much. Um, So I made the decision to part ways with them. Uh, So we don't have the original development team. We moved on to uh, two Node.js developers that I came across. One is a very talented developer named Fnatic who shared many of the visions that I had for Ignite and I noticed had the same passion as I did for the company. Um, The first day just discussing the brand with him, our goals and where we're at, you can truly see that he was invested into the company already from day one. And I, I truly believe we couldn't have selected a better candidate for this position. Um, alongside Fnatic is another very talented developer named Sack who plays a very crucial role in the Ignite team. Just like what I saw in Fnatic, I saw that same passion and dedication towards fulfilling this vision that i had for ignite and i i believe we're moving in the right direction with our current team and we're also making additions to this development team and looking for more developers that will fit our company culture
0: yeah that kind of sums up the early days very well one thing i do want to commend on is sticking with the project i feel like a lot of people dip when they face hardships and within hardships of companies that kind of just set aside the true entrepreneurs and the people that have a very, very strong vision with their company from the people that are just in it for the money you are clearly someone that wants to see this company succeed and i applaud you for that and talking about the original three developers team i feel like that is a roadblock that you needed i feel like that roadblock kind of taught you how to be a successful business owner you know how to maneuver your way through things and if you think about it going through that process Made you switch to a language of the bot that is more easier to get developers for. So it made your process easier. It overall made the entire workflow of the development of the bot better. And arguably, it is better for your company.
1: I think it's really interesting what you mentioned about the roadblocks and this whole journey that we went through as Ignite. A lot of owners would have given up on the company and moved on from there. But that's not my type of personality. Um, Really. I have a really strong work ethic and when I set out a goal to achieve, I won't stop until I get there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now that we've talked about the early days and kind of established a ground basis, I did want to talk about a little controversy, Some would say, that sparked up with your company. And it caught my eye, I reached out to you, I said, yo, we should definitely do an episode, we should like talk about this. It is a very interesting topic, you agreed to it, I feel like it's going to benefit you, it's going to benefit the viewers. And also, I'd like to see your company succeed, I feel like it's got a bright future. I feel like the best way to do it is to talk about what happened. So essentially, if you guys are in the dark right now, or you don't have a vivid idea, essentially, the community kind of gave an uproar of hate towards secure as brown which is ignite and there were some potential flaws within the dashboard obviously i'm not a developer so i don't know the entire basis but if you can go ahead and talk about what happened and what your reaction was to it
1: all right so shortly after our first release i heard rumors of a dashboard flaw that allowed license keys to be generated um immediately it caught my eye i got in a call with the whole team to review and check for any security flaws that were claimed. Um, There weren't any. We didn't find any single flaw. And not a single license key has been generated up to this date. So that whole situation was just misinformation. Um, I'd be lying if I said that the uproar of hate didn't affect me. I was very stressed from the situation. And the anxiety eventually just forced me to take a break. From social media which explains why there hasn't been a tweet out from ignite in the past month and also why I haven't been on social media I've been focusing on ignite and our software Um, I've been focusing on our user base and more importantly I've been focusing on myself
0: yeah, definitely. I feel like different people react to this differently. One thing that the viewers need to keep in mind, I'm just going to speak to this personally because I've kind of dealt with it quite a lot with ruin the bot talk and running brands with all the bot talk and within this community. When you get received hate, when a CEO, when someone who owns a company gets loads of loads of hate towards their brand... Everyone reacts differently. Some people go into a mode where they want to deflect and they want to tweet out and they'll call people out and they'll defend it. Some people go on the ground and take time away from social media to work on their mental health and stabilise themselves, which sounds like something very similar to what you did. And the reason why is because when a CEO has loads of fire that some would say unjustified, some would say unfair in some respects, then they react to it how they react to it. It just depends on the person and they're directly connected with their brand. It's like, I know this is a very, very big overstatement, but it's like they're kid in a way. You know, you want to make sure it's good. You want to make sure it's preserved, right? And that links very nicely towards the fact that when you received all that hate, you reacted by coming away from social media, creating a level-headed base for yourself and then going back to Ignite when the time was right. So yeah, we've talked about your reaction and how you went about handling it mentally as a company and within your employees. However, what was actually the reality of the situation?
1: So regarding the dashboard, there's something known as a public API key, which is necessary to identify your Firebase project and on the Google server. People mistaken this as a private a- API key and assume that they were able to access our information and generate license keys from it, which is not the case at all. Um, I know this wasn't asked, but I do feel the need to also address the XXL webhook that was floating around and the controversy behind that. Um, Back in December, when we were in alpha, one of our developers had a system in place where it pretty much parses the size and checks each size. And we had a function that took the parse information from the site Matched it and broke down the components. If a component didn't match, we attempted to fill it with presets, and that's where the bug happened, where the parsing of that XL size um, bugged out and it fell back to the preset sizes, which we had a typo on instead of XL for the preset size. It was XL. Um, it was simply a webhook error, and we have since implemented a completely new um, system for logging information regarding products and checkout speeds and all that so um starting now you know more there's going to be a lot more accurate information and it lowers the chance of an error like this from happening again
0: so from your answer as you guys know i'm not a developer i don't understand the entire process however i know a lot of the audience will and a lot of people that watch this after the facts from your answer it seems like you've rectified the mistakes there were minor errors did it but the company in huge jeopardy they won groundbreaking mistakes were minor errors and you seem to tweak that to make sure your company can go forward however when any company receives hair and criticism whether it's justified or not the company always adapts and you've touched upon that a little here however i want you to go into full detail about how had your company adapted after the hit it received
1: our company has been making a lot of adaptations to the situation and we've been working very hard to fulfill all these expectations that the public has of us and um, also the high expectations we have for ourselves. Uh, we had a couple support staff leave um, due to the situations and that isn't holding us back from our mission here. Uh, we'll definitely rebound from all of this. And what we're doing currently to fix all of this um, controversy and stuff is first of all, this podcast, um, for the past month I didn't really know how to address the public um like I said I took a month off and I spent this month just thinking about how I'm going to come back from this and uh looking forward to the future um of Ignite and we're just we're just focusing on our software behind the scenes every day uh we have we've had countless countless all-nighters um we've been Focusing mainly on our user base to ensure that we maximize success. Um, so currently, we're not, you know, accepting any new users. Uh, we just want to make sure that the bot is in the state that we expect it to be before bringing on new users.
0: Yeah, see, from your answer there, I can already identify the correct steps you had taken. So obviously you want to address this in a public manner. The Bot Talk is the perfect place to do that. I'm a very transparent person. I will push you on topics that I feel like that needs to be addressed. This had to be addressed. I know a lot of the viewers would want to know about it. And this was the perfect way for your company to address it. I wanted to talk about it. You've been very transparent with me and I appreciate that. That was the best way to get everything out here because, like I said earlier in the episode, I do feel like this company will go far. It was just about getting the controversy out there, talking about the actual reality of what happened, how it affected you and the company, how you've adapted to that. But now that we've got all the negatives out of the way, how has the development of the bot been going since then?
1: So since then, the development has been going pretty good. Um, The first two weeks we had to kind of adjust to the situation um while we're you know making last minute changes uh fixing bugs and also focusing on our software we were also bombarded with you know hate and all these um people messaging us like what's going on what's going on and that was kind of hard to balance both of them um So that definitely affected part of our performance, which is why we, you know, as a team, we decided to take a break from social media just so it can clear our minds and just focus on our current customers and um, the software altogether. Uh, The botting scene, I just want to remind everyone, is continuously changing. And um, for us, we're starting to get used to the time constraints that come with having a user base. Earlier in Alpha, we were able to we were able to set our own time schedule. If we wanted to take a week off, we could take that week off without any repercussions. But now with a real user base, we have to make up we have to push updates out before every release. We have to get um, bugs fixed. We have to improve, add new sites within a certain time period. And I think we're we're going the right direction. The past two weeks, we made huge progress behind the scenes um, regarding improvements, bug fixes, and additions of new sites. So we started getting some success. Um, there's still obviously you know more to optimize and more to fix, but that's just that just comes along the beta stage. We're still early, early on in the beta stage, and you know I also want to thank all of our current user base. Um, without them, none of this would be possible. Uh, they've been really helpful in these early stages with helping us identify bugs and allow us to continuously improve our software throughout beta.
0: Well, that does sound amazing, man. Your company is doing the correct things to adapt to that situation and also become stronger from it and go forwards. I'm going to put my prediction in now. I feel like this bot is going to go quite far just from speaking to you from this episode and also how the company is moving in general. It is definitely under good management by yourself and I feel like that with the development team and yourself on board and all the support members and staff members, it is going to be a very good bot. However, to end of today's episode, what can everyone expect from Ignite going forward?
1: So moving forward from this whole situation, uh from ignite you can expect us to be a lot more transparent to the public you'll be informed on the behind the scenes what's going on and um just updates on where we're at and hopefully you know i'll be able to return to social media very soon after this episode and continuing our journey this is only the beginning of ignite we're only a couple months in and i i know i see a lot of people you know quick to judge and quick to jump to the exit scam, um, accusation, but I can assure all you guys that we're here to stay. Um, our team is really hardworking and dedicated and with having a team like that, we are going to go really far.
0: Well, that sounds very exciting, man. You've got some great minds on there. Uh, one person that they jump out to me is Haider, and from speaking to you in DM's organizing episode, it seems like that company is in very, very good management and is going to go in very, very good ways. So if you guys are watching this episode right now, you guys won't bear access as we advertise. We will be doing a copy drop, and the best part about it is it's absolutely free. You do not have to pay anything. You guys just need to be the fastest to join the Discord invite. So this is going to cut to a clip where I explain the restock, then the restock countdown is going to happen and then the copy drop will take place. Final thing before we get to that, if you guys want to check out Secure and Ignite, their social will be down below. I heavily, heavily suggest it. So, guys, welcome to the copy drop part of today's episode. In this part, we're going to be releasing a very, very limited amount of Ignite beta copies for absolutely free. So, essentially, how the copy drop is going to work is it's going to be through a Discord invite. Once you join, you'll be given a key and everything like that. However, the restock part is going to be worked like this. So, essentially, I'm going to put an invite on the screen, a Discord invite. So, we slash and some letters, however, it's going to be missing two letters at the end so essentially you guys want to put that discord invite into discord and wait until the two questions come up after the restart countdown you have to solve those questions they're going to be general knowledge questions and the answer to both questions will be a letter put that in front of the invite and then go ahead and join the discord it's going to be very simple so once again just to reiterate i'm going to give you part of a discord invite it's on the screen right now it's going to be on throughout the countdown as well and whilst you're answering the questions and essentially to finish off the invite there's two two letters missing what you guys do want to do is go ahead and solve those questions it's going to be a one-letter answer for both questions then put that at the end of the invite good luck guys